and welcome back to 365 Days with MXM Tune. I'm Maya, a singer, songwriter, video maker, Oakland native, and social program supporter. I'm also a big fan of history. I love untold stories, gross facts, hidden secrets, anything weird, dark, and funky from the past. Each day I'm going to share a few of my favorite deep cuts with you, so let's take a look at today's stories. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so... Don't leave too soon, I'm gonna teach you stuff, no it won't be tough Gonna go a year till you've had enough, it's 365 Today, in 1940, the first social security check went out to recipient after several years were spent on the creation of the program But the idea of something like social security is much older than the 1940s, so let's reverse Social security is a way for societies to protect their citizens during times of unrest or upheaval, or personal challenges. Different forms of formal social security go all the way back to the Middle Ages, when guilds formed, composed of individuals who had the same profession. These became a sort of mutual aid society, wherein members worked together to create community financial security, regulated production, created rules for employment, and gave benefits to their members in the form of financial aid or assistance if a family member was sick or dying. Over time, the guilds gave way to friendly societies, which begat fraternal organizations, which eventually became trade unions. Meanwhile, societies expanded their benefits to things like what we now know as life insurance, or paying out a large sum to one's family if someone dies in an accident before their time and can no longer provide for their loved ones. But again, all of these were organized around people who had the same profession or trade. What about people who weren't in popular trade? Even during their peak in the early 19th century, only one in nine Englishmen were a member of an organization like this. That leaves a lot of the population out in the cold. At the same time, the English government was becoming more responsible for the safety and security of those down on their luck. They started a program known as the Poor Laws to, in theory, help the poor. These English poor laws laid the foundation for later ones in the U.S. in many ways. For instance, these laws were the first to try and explain the difference between the deserving and undeserving poor, with a series of checks to see if the people were making their best effort to work, a practice which still unfortunately continues to this day. But on the plus side, they developed the practice of providing housing for the less fortunate and developed the notion that relief should happen on the community level. The structure that the English developed for the poor laws became the same structure that the pilgrims used when they colonized the New World. Over the next hundred years, most assistance of the poor came from almshouses, or poorhouses. But being assisted by a poorhouse did not come without negatives. People who got assistance were at risk of losing any items or property they had possession of, they could lose their voting privileges, and sometimes even had to wear a letter P on their clothing to broadcast their status. Definitely not cool. These measures were implemented to discourage people from needing benefits, but of course, they seem cruel and punitive now. Being poor has always held a social stigma, and that's something we're still working to change the society today. Though disdain for the poor was common in colonial America, some citizens did realize that not just poor people needed assistance, and assistance should be both more accessible and less degrading. Thomas Paine was one of the first colonists to try and organize a social benefit for older and retired citizens. His idea was for a system where anyone who inherited property had to pay a 10% inheritance tax, and that would fund annual benefits to everyone over the age of 50. It never came to fruition, but his and his contemporaries' ideas helped Americans get used to the idea of mutual aid programs. 
Nothing much actually got done in this arena until Franklin Delano Roosevelt became president. In the midst and the aftermath of the Great Depression, when many Americans had their safety nets decimated, he proposed a program wherein people created their own economic security for the future by contributing part of their pay from each period to a big pot that would then be doled out to older residents when they could no longer work. The workers would pay into the program to finance an allowance for the elderly. In June 1934, Roosevelt created the Committee on Economic Security to make his plan a reality. He selected Frances Perkins to lead the committee, and she became the first woman to hold a cabinet post. Under Perkins' leadership, the bill included a pension program, unemployment insurance funded by employers, health insurance for people who couldn't afford their own health care, financial aid for widows who were now single mothers, and financial aid for the disabled. Congress passed the act after many rounds of debate in August of 1935, and Roosevelt signed it into law. He then established a board to administer the program, and registration began in November of the next year. The program wasn't perfect. The self-employed, farm workers, and domestic workers couldn't participate, but for many professions, a social safety net was established and would change hundreds of thousands of lives. The Social Security Act has changed a lot since it was established, but it still exists to this day. Amendments gave benefits to dependents and survivors of retired workers, and in the 1950s, domestic and farm workers were included. A woman named Ida Mae Fuller became the first beneficiary of monthly Social Security payments on January 31, 1940. Fun fact, as a teenager, she'd attended school with President Calvin Coolidge. Fuller never married and had no children, but she was close with her nieces and nephews. She contributed to Social Security for about three years before filing for retirement in November of 1939. The first Social Security check, number 000001, was issued to her today in 1940 for $22. Luckily, today the checks are a little bit bigger than that. Today, the average Social Security check is about $1,500 per month. 85 cents of every dollar that is taxed for Social Security goes into a fund that pays out benefits to retirees and surviving spouses. The other 15 cents goes to a fund for disabled Americans. Now for today's music fact. Today, in 2016, Fox aired a special live version of Grease, the classic movie musical. The iconic 1978 film stars Olivia Newton-John and John Travolta and the 2016 reprise featured Aaron DeVay and Julian Huff. The stars said it was an incredibly emotional experience to reshoot such a well-loved musical with input from some of the original cast members. It used old favorite songs from the original while also adding some new tracks. It ended up being nominated for 10 Emmys. And now for today's final segment, I'm going to be going into my own photo archives to see what I was up to on a January 31st in my life. January 31st, 2020, Fever Dream reached 1 million streams. It was the fastest I think I've ever reached a million streams on any song that I just released. I was so excited about it because I was really proud of Fever Dream. Um, and yeah, it was a really big moment. I'm so happy that that song is in the world, and I, I just feel really grateful that it's a part of my project. Thanks so much for going back in time with me, and remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you can come back tomorrow for more facts from yesterday. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff, no, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365.